You are listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Shridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in india in today's podcast we will discuss the finance ministry's decision to not impose anti dumping duty recently a tribunal had allowed an appeal against the finance ministry's decision rejecting the designated authority's recommendation to impose anti dumping duty on imports of choline chloride originating in or exported from china This decision of the tribunal is significant as it is for the first time an appeal has been allowed against such a decision of the finance ministry. This podcast intends to briefly discuss this decision and the implications of the case. The background in this matter is that the appellant Jubilant Ingrevia Limited, a domestic producer of choline fluoride filed an anti-dumping application before the DGTR concerning imports of choline chloride in all forms from China by final findings dated 25th August 2020 the DGTR found that the imports of choline chloride were being dumped and were causing material injury to the domestic industry the DGTR therefore recommended the imposition of anti-dumping duty on imports of choline chloride from China Under Rule 18 of the Anti-Dumping Rules 1995, the central government may within 3 months from the date of publication of the final findings impose anti-dumping duty. In this case, the Ministry of Finance decided not to impose anti-dumping duty and indicated its decision to the DGTR via office memorandum dated 14th December 2020. The memorandum did not specify any reasons for the decision taken by the central government. Aggrieved by the decision, the appellant approached the tribunal for setting aside the office memorandum alleging that it had been issued arbitrarily by a non-reasoned order now one of the first issues before the tribunal was whether the appeal against the office memorandum was maintainable reference was made to section 9c of the customs tariff act 1975 which confers appellate jurisdiction to the tribunal and under which the appeal was filed by the appellant Section 9C of the Customs Tariff Act states as follows An appeal against the order of determination or review thereof regarding the existence degree and effect of any subsidy or dumping in relation to import of any article shall lie to the Customs Excise and Service Tax Appellate Tribunal constituted under section 129 of the Customs Act 1962 The appellant argued that an appeal was maintainable against the office memorandum being a final order of determination issued by the central government communicating its decision not to impose anti dumping duty in case the first issue was held in favor of the appellant the second issue before the tribunal was the nature of relief that was to be given to the appellant in india the functions under the customs tariff act with regard to anti dumping duty are divided between two government bodies the dgtr and mof The DGTR is a quasi-judicial authority which investigates the existence, degree and effect of dumping and accordingly issues its recommendations 
in the form of preliminary or final findings. If the final findings recommend the imposition of anti-dumping duty, they are forwarded to the Finance Ministry, which is vested with the power to impose anti-dumping duty. Rule 18 of the Customs Tariff Identification, Assessment and Collection of Anti-Dumping Duty on Dumped Articles and for Determination of Injury Rules 1995, which shall hereinafter be referred to as the Anti-Dumping Rules, empowers the central government to impose anti-dumping duty within three months from the date of publication of the final findings. In its examination of whether the office memorandum was an order of determination regarding the existence, degree and effect of dumping, the tribunal held that a discretion is vested with the central government to either impose or not to impose an anti-dumping duty. The tribunal reasoned that since the office memorandum stated that the central government had decided not to impose anti-dumping duty, such a decision was a determination by the central government on the existence, degree and effect of dumping. In its support, the tribunal relied on the decision of the Supreme Court in Saurashtra Chemicals versus Union of India and that of the Delhi High Court in Jindal Polyfilm Limited versus Designated Authority. After determining that the office memorandum issued by the central government was an order of determination, the tribunal examined the second issue of whether the office memorandum was liable to be set aside. The appellant submitted that the Finance Ministry's decision was an exercise of powers conferred by Section 9A, which empowers the central government to impose anti-dumping duty on goods exported to India at less than its normal value. The appellant further submitted that the memorandum issued was arbitrary and against the principles of natural justice, as it did not even disclose any reasoning for its decision and was therefore liable to be set aside. On the other hand, the central government took a stand before the tribunal that the decision was taken in public interest. The tribunal, following the reasoning of the Supreme Court in the decision of S. N. Mukherjee v. Union of India, 1994-SEC-594, stated that if a function is performed in exercise of quasi-judicial powers, then principles of natural justice should be followed. The appellant examined the nature of functions performed by the central government to determine whether the office memorandum was issued in exercise of quasi-judicial or legislative function. Relying on the Supreme Court's observations in Reliance Industries versus Designated Authority, 2006-137 ECR 477 Supreme Court, the tribunal held that the function performed by the central government under Section 9A is quasi-judicial in nature and not legislative. After categorizing the function performed by the central government as quasi-judicial, the tribunal allowed the appeal on the ground that the office memorandum was an order of determination which did not spell out the reasons for not imposing anti-dumping duty. The tribunal was of the view that although the central government had the discretion to accept or reject the DGTR's final findings, this discretion was required to be exercised in a judicious manner by a reasoned order. In the last two years, the Finance Ministry has rejected several DGTR's recommendations to impose anti-dumping duty. However, none of the office memorandums issued by the Finance Ministry indicate any reasons for such rejection. It is understood that such decisions are taken keeping in view the larger interests of users and downstream industries and are recorded in the internal files of the Finance Ministry. It would be in the interest of transparency if the Finance Ministry records the reasons in the Office Memorandums issued by it. Interestingly, in the recent Office Memorandum issued by the Finance Ministry, 
refusing to impose anti-dumping duty on imports of caprolactam, the Finance Ministry has expressly stated that the same was for public interest. This reasoning raises another pertinent question, whether the mention of mere public interest is a sufficient reason to stand the scrutiny of courts. The issue is far from being settled, since in case it is held that the Office Memorandum is an appealable order under Section 9C of the Customs Tariff Act, it needs to contain detailed reasoning for courts to exercise their appellate jurisdiction. The decision of the Tribunal raises two other pertinent questions. Firstly, can the Finance Ministry's decision to impose or not impose anti-dumping duty be said to be an order of determination regarding the existence, degree and effect of dumping? Since the DGTR has already made its determination regarding the existence, degree and effect of dumping via the final findings, can the Finance Ministry make any such determination? Secondly, can the issuance of a customs notification by the central government imposing anti-dumping duty be called a quasi-judicial act? Irrespective of the object or nature of anti-dumping duty, it is essentially a tax or duty that is imposed on import of goods into India. Article 265 ordains that no tax shall be levied and collected except by authority of law. The expression law in terms of Article 265 means an act of the legislature. Parliament, through Section 9A, has delegated the power to impose an anti-dumping duty by issuance of a notification in the official gazette to the central government. Therefore, can such a function to impose anti-dumping duty under the power delegated by the Parliament be categorized as a quasi-judicial function? A three-judge bench of the Supreme Court in Haridas Exports vs. All India Float Glass Manufacturers Association and others, AIR 2002 Supreme Court 2728, had held that levy or non-levy of anti-dumping duty is a legislative act. This view was also expressed by the Rajasthan High Court in JK Industries Limited vs. Union of India, 2005-127 ECR 274 Rajasthan. However, the tribunal's decision has now blurred the line between a quasi-judicial function and a legislative function. In such a situation, is the jurisdiction by the tribunal properly exercised? Only time will tell when the matter reaches higher forums. Meanwhile, the tribunal's decision has opened gates for other aggrieved parties to file appeals before the tribunal against such decisions of the Ministry of Finance. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at lakshmishri.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes if you'd like to hear more about them. Do check out our website www.lakshmishri.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep you abreast with the relevant legal updates. We hope that you'll join us next week.